1870, a shipment of European songbirds imported from Germany arrived in St. Louis, Missouri, part of a widespread effort to introduce birds from other continents to North America. Some individuals managed to mate, and some pairs lived long enough to breed, but for virtually all the species brought here like this, any descendants died out within a few generations. But individuals of one species in that St. Louis release not only survived and bred successfully, but gradually became established, the Eurasian tree sparrow. Both that species and its close relative, the house sparrow, were introduced in many places throughout the continent during the 19th century. The house sparrow spread like wildfire, but the only introduction of the Eurasian tree sparrow that took was this one. For over a century, the species stayed within a narrow range in northeastern Missouri, west-central Illinois, and southeastern Iowa. I learned about Eurasian tree sparrows four years before I became a birder, when my University of Illinois biology class took a field trip to the St. Louis Zoo in 1971. My professor optimistically thought they'd be hopping around the zoo grounds with house sparrows, but he could not pick one out. Russ and I stopped in St. Louis on our way to Texas in December 1978, and we spent Christmas morning walking cluelessly around a few neighborhoods without luck. Little by little, over the next quarter century, I saw most of the birds in my field guides. By 1999, my life list reached the magic number I'd set as a goal when I started out—600 species. Now, when I thumbed through my field guide, the birds I had not seen stood out glaringly. So in autumn 2004, I drove to St. Louis specifically to add that one bird to my life list. On the morning of October 28, 2004, headed to St. Louis, where a guy on the National Bird Chat listserv had invited me to see it at his feeder. I'm not the kind of person who senses auras, but on this morning, as I entered St. Louis on the expressway, the entire city seemed weighted down with a palpable gloom. It was creepy, but I could not explain it, especially because I was so filled with joyful anticipation of seeing this longed-for lifer. I reached my friend's house a few minutes after his flock of Eurasian tree sparrows had left for a while. As we waited for them to return, we mostly chatted about sports and the World Series. The night before, the curse of the Bambino had ended and Boston was celebrating their first World Series win since 1918. Suddenly I realized the oppressive melancholy in the air was real this morning after the Cardinals heartbreaking loss right there in St. Louis. We stopped talking about sports when the Eurasian tree sparrows finally returned to his feeders. In 2006, I became fast friends with a wonderful woman named Susan Eaton, who lives in St. Louis. I've stayed with her several times and have never once missed the sparrow. In 2014, I saw and photographed the sparrows where they actually belong in Austria and Hungary. In January 2015, I saw a few in Quincy, Illinois. 
Even though their range here in America is so restricted, Eurasian tree sparrows have popped up in at least 10 states and three provinces. I'd never seen one outside its normal range, despite some appearances in Wisconsin and Minnesota, until 2017 when one turned up in two harbors. A great many birders saw it virtually always perched in trees right at the Due North Pizza Parlor. Two Harbors is in Lake County, and I figured that was as close to home as I was ever going to get to see this bird. But this week, one turned up at Scott Wolf's Bird Feeder right here in Duluth on Park Point. The coolest thing about that, of course, is that we're in St. Louis County. I like to think this little bird traveled from one St. Louis County to another, like the saw-wet owl Frank Nicoletti banded at Hawk Ridge, who was recaptured at a banding station in that other St. Louis County when my friend Susan was helping. I love how birds crisscross the continent and the world, stitching connections between people and places as they enrich our lives. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.